AM 790 Talk and Business presents Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island with your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. Join Bronwyn to hear about the next Water Fire event in downtown Providence, plus other great cultural events happening in the community. Now, here's your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. And good afternoon and welcome to Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island, your one-hour talk show and entertainment program here on AM 790, your station for talk and business. Every Wednesday, we will be here bringing you behind the scenes and into Rhode Island's signature event that's been setting the state on fire for nearly 20 years. I'm Bronwyn Dannenfelser. I am your host, and I'm here with my co-host, Barnaby Evans, the artistic director and creator of Water Fire. Good, good afternoon. afternoon. How are you doing today, Barnaby? I'm doing good. Yeah? Yeah. Busy. It's very. It's always busy, busy at Water Fire. It's isn't it? always <laughs> busy at Water Fire. Um, I think that's one of the things we're going to talk about. Isn't yeah. It? You know, at first I'd like to do a quick recap sure. of last weekend's fire. I mean, I, one, it seemed to be the most heavily attended fire that I've seen so far this season. Don't you think? Yeah. There were a lot of people there. It was a wonderful night. We had many, many people there, and uh, one of the things we'll talk about today is just coordinating that many things is uh, involved. And yeah. That was our hepatitis C water fire. The uh, the uh, dome of the state, Rhode Island State House is still yellow. And uh, Yeah, how long is that going to stay yellow for? That's going to stay for the whole week, mm-hmm. from Friday to Friday, I believe. Right. And uh, that was to help bring awareness to this idea of uh, this disease that not enough people know enough about and trying to advance people's understanding of what that situation is. Yeah, you know, and it's funny, um, you and I are talking about this, but congratulations to you, Barnaby, for coming up with the idea of actually, you know, talking to Dr. Taylor and bringing Rhode Island defeats Hep C to water fire and to the community so that we could create that awareness. Um, I know a lot of people got tested for hepatitis C. They did, and I've known uh, Dr. Lynn Taylor for a long time. Her husband, Boris Bally, is a wonderful artist. Years and years ago, when they first moved to Rhode Island, someone told him to come talk to Barnaby, and uh, we helped him found his first studio, which is right uh, in the Olneyville neighborhood of town. Yeah. It's the old, um, it's not a Grange house, it's the um, Ward house. Oh, yeah, and I yeah. think somebody, there was somebody who got tested, won a beautiful piece of art that he had. Absolutely, uh, four people did. Uh, there we had four pieces of art, but two, two people won work by Boris Bally. It's a great artist and uh, delighted. And that's what I love about both Providence and Waterfire is the way all these things weave together into a larger whole. It's Rhode uh, Island, yeah. isn't it? Uh, that's, that's a good thing. That's well, good you know, thing. I'm so excited about today because, you know, in the opening every week, I say that we're going to take you behind the scenes at Waterfire. And today... We are literally going to take you behind the scenes at Waterfire with the person that we pretty much call the general of uh, Waterfire. He's our director of operations. And so when Barnaby's coming up with all these incredible ideas and I come back and say, hey, Paul, I've got money for this or for that or this is what I've promised someone. Uh, Paul Kohanek uh, kind of uh, puts it all together and keeps our team running and makes what we do seem so seamless and magical. But, you know, today we're here to answer a lot of questions. We get a lot of questions about how we put water fire on, how how we actually execute. And uh, Paul Kohanek, Director of Operations at Water Fire, how are you today? I'm doing great, Bronwyn. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, well, you know, it's pretty hard. I was trying to pull you out of the office because for anybody who knows Paul Kohanek, he works from about 6 in the morning till 1 in the morning and the next morning because I get emails uh, nonstop. So, um, Actually, before, but, you know, one thing I think is really important for everyone to understand, 
is we have a lot of volunteers to do water fire, but we also have an incredible staff, a hardworking staff, and we are at pains to valorize the volunteers and thank them and stuff like that. And sometimes um, in our efforts to do that, I think people get the mistaken impression that there's not a lot of tremendous amount of other work that has to be done and coordinated, and it is a more than full-time job. And we have, and that's it, and that's with all the staff that comes yeah. in. I mean, we have six to seven different departments at Water Fire, but on an event day, we all come together as a single team at, yeah. at 6 a.m. in the morning, and we're we're spending that time all the way to 3 a.m. in the morning. So exactly from from serious to silliness to exhaustion, and weeks uh, before. I mean, weeks the planning, before. the coordination, the timing, and this fire is a good example of that we had this great Gendo Taiko group coming from Brown, and uh, with five five players there. We had Festival Ballet Providence with three choreographers and dancers, including dancers from across the country and their parents. We had um, the head of the CDC coming up from Atlanta, Georgia. We had 75 uh, uh, people in the medical field. We had testing. We have information. And all those people need to be informed, organized. We had a Promethea of 75 people or so. And another hundred torches. Sure, and that, that that whole opening ceremony maybe lasted thirty-five minutes. We tied it right into lighting, and that thirty-five minutes probably took two hundred and fifty hours to plan. Yeah. yeah. You know, this is what I wanted to ask you. Okay, so can you give me a rundown um, of a typical water fire event day for you and the staff? Uh, the well, the prep. This is, there are two weeks of prep. That's, uh, that's exactly yeah, that's where I was going. Yeah. Uh, the two weeks of prep, which is uh, constantly because it's an outdoor event, it's a live event. It is constantly changing day to day. PK uh, loves that. Uh, see, another reason why I love being here today is I get to throw B underneath the bus. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> no, not exactly. right. So that he means Barnaby, not Bronwyn. <laughs> <laughs> Go right ahead. <laughs> um, so the the prep into that on a. a on a Friday, we'll be there till nine nine thirty um, at night, and then for me, I'm on site at five a.m. in the morning, and I'm I'm doing the checks of the actual physical site, making sure nothing happened overnight that we're going to run into on the site, making sure all our subs, uh, what we need on site, is there, um, and then basically we all meet at the uh, four seventy five our new building on Valley Street. Um, there's about twenty staff, um, uh, about ten interns, so there's about thirty of us that uh, we hit the trucks and we're down on site by quarter past six and we start going at it. We break up um, we break up into about six teams, six different areas. Uh, we are covering one-third of a mile. Um, we have teams that cover individual areas, the volunteer area, the main merch area, the sponsor areas, uh, the actual river itself. Um, so are you putting up tents at this point and building braziers of the volunteers, or is it still just staff time? No, we're, d- we're doing it all. We're getting right yeah. into it. The The first thing we do is anything that's big and is going to take uh, the muscle. When I look at scheduling event o- over there, by the time we're on site, 6.30, people are starting to get pretty warm physically, so a lot of the heavy gear is happening. With up go the tents. Um, on any given event, we'll have three to six tents uh, going up. Um, so breaking those teams up to get them into place on the tents, uh, and then from there, the river's being built by 8 o'clock. Uh, well, all the boats are coming up. out of the marina, firewood, you know, there's a lot of details. There, there, There's more details that people would really, really understand uh, going in. Um, each area, by usually, usually by 2 p.m., 
um, where we're about 50%, maybe 60% there. Uh, and then we're doing final touches. And then if we have uh, any additional stages, the Steeple Street stage, the ballroom stage, which is going to be coming up at the next event, um, all that is going into place. Um, it's When you look at it on paper, the timeline that I produce for each event is probably about 22 pages long. Uh, I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's scary. It makes you not want to read what what's there. And that's broken down um, pretty specifically on what everyone's doing and the teams that we're doing. Because if we do miss anything, um, and, and, and a live event during the day, de- depending, depending on weather or anything, if something yeah. should happen, and something will happen every yeah. event, it changes. That's the challenge of it. That's the fun part of it. You got to be ready to execute and go to go to Plan B, yeah. um, and the I mean, staff from wind to weather to someone canceling to uh, you know a musician getting sick to a truck not arriving to an engine breaking to a staff person going yep. down or anything. And, and, well, the and staff, you're also the staff dealing, is dealing with hundreds of volunteers too at this point, right? So, I mean which are constantly changing throughout the day. I mean, the volunteer calls just for water fire. I mean, there's a 6 a.m. call for volunteers, an 8 a.m., a 9 a.m., a 12. Yeah. Uh, five in the afternoon. And between and five and seven, there's four or five different groups of volunteers coming in. The coordination of the, just the volunteer department is is crazy coming and they, in. And they need to be trained. They need to be assigned. They need to be coordinated. They need to be informed. They need to be taken care of. They need to be fed. Yeah, you don't think about it. You don't <laughs> think about it when, you, when, when you're on the outside looking in. Um, uh, but also, you, you know, I have to worry about just the fatigue factor of the staff sure. going well, into it. Because what time do you and your men actually get home? Not I would say men, get home, and uh, it, that's absolutely right. They're not all men. Uh, we, we've right. got men plenty women, of sorry. great <laughs> women working really hard on our yeah, team. Yeah, one right here, right? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, we're probably back at our uh, at our homes by 3.30, 4 a.m., and then, uh, I mean, it's a long day. Sometimes we don't even catch a one-hour break. And then um, uh, we're in the shower, and then we don't see Sunday. We absolutely don't see Sunday. <laughs> it's pretty amazing Sunday. I want to thank <laughs> guys, we've got to take a quick break, but then we're going to be right back here with Paul Gohanick. And again, we're going to ask you to uh, call in with some questions, 437-5000 or 888 to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island with your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. Call Bronwyn now at 401-437-5000 or 888-345-0790 on AM790 Talk and Business. And welcome back, and you're listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island. I'm Bronwyn Dannenfelser, and I am sitting here with Barnaby Evans, the artistic director and creator of Waterfire, and our general at Waterfire in the field, uh, Mr. Paul Kohanek, who we um, actually affectionately call PK because it's just easier, or P-Kitty every now and then. No, right? no, no P-Kitty. <laughs> that's that's, that's yeah, a whole other story <laughs> into itself. <laughs> no, it's, it's funny how men, how often it's stories we get into about water fire, and it's partially because it's so much work. It's just such a gargantuan <laughs> project and always moving, and uh, there's some fun stories. So what comes to mind, P-K? 
the uh, oh god, there's so <laughs> many. Uh, I, I could nail you guys right now with stories just about you guys. Um, we're dealing with so many, so many different individuals, both staff um, and volunteers, sponsors. There, there's uh, if we do a top five every night after an event, we're sitting there rolling for 15 minutes uh, on on what's happened during the night. Uh, one of the one of my favorite stories is we had uh, an individual who was working for us. Um, that we young, were, kid. young kid, young kid, yeah. um, learning, and and we have a great internship program also that we do, we try to teach um, special events if you're if you're in the business, and uh, we asked him to do some power runs for us and uh, to run some extension cords, and he seemed to be struggling, and then when we, we finally called us over to say I can't get this. He was trying to. This wasn't working. Something wasn't just, clicking. It, I don't know the what the problem was. The lights weren't going was, on. Exactly. I don't know why the light. I'm trying to plug it in, but the lights weren't going on. <laughs> well, if you try to plug in an outlet into a water hose, of course they're not going. <laughs> <laughs> it was just such a complete unexpected <laughs> blunder. <laughs> Wait, this came out of it. I was asking PK during the break. You know, if there were three things that you could identify that you don't think people like from your perspective that you don't think people really know about water fire um, because of the way that you make it look so seamless, what would those three things be? And I, I, uh, first of all, it's the coordination effort that goes into it and in trying to line up uh, anywhere from 200 to 300 people to, to put the event on. And the sheer amount of work, and the um, number of things. That I mean, we're moving done. 10 tons of equipment um, first thing in the morning, and then we're removing what What goes up in eight hours comes down in three hours. If you drive by on a Sunday morning at 6 a.m., you won't even know water fire was was on site and that that's that's one of the things i take pride in um that water fire takes pride in it's magical it's there and it's not there you know where where was this you know i i i'm, I'm staying at the hotel and th- this whole thing just happened let's go back out there and see what's happened ooh, ooh, it's ghost town where is it yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and we might be working with a huge convention that's in town. Yeah, sure. We might be working with a radio station. We might have a guest that's come from Europe. We might have a lighter, uh, you know, a performer who's come from New Orleans. You know, all kinds of things happen. We're working with the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers and hurricane barriers and tides and the city, you know, power the police generators and the fire city police. It goes on and on. Yeah. The, uh, the businesses that uh, uh, run right along the river, the, the Rhode Island School of Design, the, uh, the restaurants, we're tied into everyone. They help us. We help them. Uh, it's a great working relationship. Uh, but going back to the question you, you asked, one of the main things that I take uh, – responsibility for is to make sure that the people that are working for water fire working for me on the day of event they're having a good time i mean you're spending 22 hours physical um if you're not having a good time the day is a very long day um so the humor that the staff um brings to the event and makes that day go by is a huge part of the success of 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 water fire and the inside uh Inside the water fire staff and what's what's going on. I mean, if we didn't, uh, if someone wasn't getting their chops chopped yeah. by 6:30, I know the day's going to be bad. So <laughs> the, people aren't in the right mood right away. Um, don't you make people tell you jokes every day? Every day, you got to tell me a joke, and if you don't, uh, if you're not telling me a joke, I'll make you sing. <laughs> so we just we just had one of our interns, uh, Alexis, who just joined us uh, a few weeks ago. It was it was her day to come into the. Uh, into the fold, so we made her sing uh, while, while we were doing setup. So I, ca- I can't remember what song she sang. I, I, I don't know <laughs> if it was TikTok, the mouse ran up the clock, but she, she was on the print. I love embarrassing people. <laughs> we know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I, think, so. I think that's great. You know, I, one thing I want to say is it's funny the things that people don't know. And, and I guess the reason that I asked you that question is because even on, on my side and when I get approached by people about can we do a water fire on a certain date or how come there's not a water fire happening on a right. certain date, yeah. people don't understand that, yes, as Barnaby said, we have to first check the tides. Right. The river hasn't been drenched. Water depth. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So if there's events, no water, yeah. and, and it's very funny to try to explain to somebody that let me pull out my tide chart first, yeah. and they look at you kind of funny, but if there's no water in the river, you can't really do water fire. So there's that, and then there's working with Dominion Energy, and so there's all these they're, moving they're all parts. They're all tied in, yeah. All the moving parts have specific players inside them that we all have to coordinate um, to to pull a water fire off. And then, yeah, as you know, we have sponsors that are in only for a certain date that they want that day, and the, the tidal river is not going to be there for us. Um, where we have to improvise of how we're gonna how we're gonna light these fires when there's only three inches of water in in the basin or in the river and um, God love them our volunteers um, they'll get they'll grab in they'll we'll put them in waders we'll put them in canoes they'll walk in the muck um, they'll get right in there and make it make it happen for us uh, and, and that's something that um, uh, being part of water fire that team that team atmosphere is just not is just not staff it's it's, it's a whole family coming together uh, to go in and, and anybody will do it and it's not easy to feed a fighter feed a fire and waders in what's underneath that water that that two feet of muck sloshing sloshing around um, it's it's quite amazing. Well, I mean that's it. It's the creative solutions that I think are really yeah. wonderful. That one one of the things I wanted to mention is we're we're talking about all the surprises behind the scenes, but one of the things that's the glue that holds it all together is that incredible sense of awe and accomplishment and joy you see that happens in people's faces. Because I do want to encourage people to join us as volunteers. I think they'll find it an amazing experience. We uh, listen to people's skills and try to find fun play, fun things for them to do. And uh, I think on our Waterfire, waterfire.org forward slash volunteer, is uh, give you tell you information about how to volunteer. And I think you'll find a warm family of committed, engaged people who are there as part of the mission of transforming the city, making the city a better place, being part of a great team, and you'll learn a lot. And uh, it's it's well worth doing. Yeah, yeah we, we, we do have so many people, not only on staff, uh, but in our volunteers from all walks of life. Uh, there isn't a day or an event that goes by that you won't learn something that, that you don't know. Um, it's uh, the facts of flying fast and furious. Well, you know, I'm, I know we're going to have to take a break in a second, but when we come back, we're going to bring a really amazing man into this panel, and his name's Spaga. You might know him as that, hmm, incredible fire dancer at Waterfire that you've seen spin for so many years. So uh, we'll see you in a few. Now, back to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island with your host, Bronwyn Denenfelser. Call Bronwyn now at 401-437-5000 or 888-345-0790 on AM790 Talk and Business. Welcome back, and you're listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island. I'm Bronwyn, your host, and I am here with Paul Kohanek, PK, Director of Operations uh, from Waterfire, and Barnaby Evans, the Artistic Director. And, you know, we were just closing that last state um, segment 
talking about all the different ways to participate with water, fire, and volunteering. And Barnaby, I know that we've got that really exciting Clear Currents initiative coming up. Can you talk about that a little bit? We do, and we'd love to extend an invitation to everyone. Uh, on August 23rd, we are once again, this is maybe the fifth or sixth year we've done this, inviting canoeists and kayakers to join us on the river during water fire as part of what we call Clear Currents, which was a celebration of the fish coming back into the river and the, originally the cleanup that had started with the Narragansett Bay Commission with creating the sewer, t- the stormwater sewers, uh, the tunnels, the bypass tunnels. And uh, if you want to look on the website, it's waterfire.org forward slash clear currents, uh, all one word. And it's an opportunity to um, do an art piece in the middle of the fires where we have about 100 canoeists and kayakers, each of them with a large illuminated koi fish that glows from inside. And they all form schools of fish flying, you know, if not flying, um, swimming Swim. up the current of flames. And it's a beautiful event from shore, and it's an absolutely exhilarating opportunity for canoeists and kayakers. And we've got many friends in that community, and we'd like to encourage people to join us to do that. And, 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 any and, and, and all any? these fish were uh, uh, the volunteers and staff and Bonavie. Barnaby's design. These are all handmade. Yep. Yeah. Handmade and put together. So again, and so any age, um, anybody out in the public, they can reach out, or is there an age limit? Or I think there, uh, there's got to be at least someone who's uh, over 18 on the boat. I think uh, you can, on on, so on canoes. I think if you have two people over 18, you can have some infants on board, but you got to have the proper infant. Uh, you know, uh, uh, life preserver. Because <laughs> I, I right. thought I remembered a lot of families doing this. So I've been Personal really enjoying sure, it. I, th- I think this year we also opened it up where uh, we'll probably have them out there about 8.30 and then we'll go to about 11, 11.30. So you can also sign up w- as two teams where uh, uh, the, the first the first couple goes out. And if you want to break off around 10 and put the second people on, uh, we'll swap it off. And again, this is August 23rd that we'll be doing this, right? August 23rd. We'd love to hear from you now. Okay. And it's on the website now. And it's been a lot of fun for many, many years. All right. So and it's beautiful. Yeah. It's so a if you're really out there. wonderful, transformative site. So I think people should go to the website, see the pictures. Um, and again, I, there might even be some testaments that we can get up there from yeah. people who have done it in the past. But now, talking about cool things on the river, um, let's introduce everybody to Spaga Hash. Um, Hello. Hello, Spaga. Welcome home. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. So Spaga has been uh, gracing the river at Waterfire for many years. How long, Spaga? Uh, I believe my first one was uh, 2002 or 2003, Um, but I've been fire dancing since 2000, and uh, Barnaby had me doing uh, music with one of my first uh, self-produced albums, um, Universatility, in 1998 came out um barnaby uh, it was more jazzy and more ethereal and barnaby had me playing music on the basin stage um but then uh i went out on tour to california and um learned fire dancing from some people that had just been in new zealand and uh, came back and i was doing some shows on block island and um at ballard's my friends at ballard's and uh, the Filippi family, and um, I was doing fire dancing out there, and um, and someone from Waterfire saw me and told Barnaby to to get me up on that. 
So how long exactly <laughs> did it take for you to perfect this? Because I think we see you. You're out on the oh, front of boats, spinning fire. You're lighting that wall, which is in front of Memorial Park, bending backwards. doing. <laughs> you look like a yogi sometimes. Well, <laughs> yeah. I have to do yoga now, especially I'm um, getting older. So um, <laughs> yoga is an important part of my uh, weekly routine um, to stay limber. Uh but um, I don't think I <laughs> I don't think I still perfected it. I just know how to not burn. Well, <laughs> I burn. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I burn myself a lot of the times anyway. But uh, I don't think there's a perfection to it. I think it's uh, a connection and and uh, being immersed in the performance and being focused and um, being aware of your surroundings and uh, making sure that you don't cause any trouble. I always say someone's going to get burned around here, and it's it's probably well, going to be me. Spaga, <laughs> <laughs> uh, with all due respect, it is a great deal more than that. Um, what I, I love about your fire dancing performance is the sort of spiritual synchrony you get with the music and the space mm-hmm. and the ambiance and the crowd. So one doesn't get the sense it's like a flashy performance. One gets a sense that it's a really integral part of the event, the night, and everyone senses that. That's uh, it's a uh, um, you know, you may be burning your fingers, but you're 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 achieving this sort of one-on-one relationship with the fire and the audience. Oh, yeah. You could really sense the way people are are following it. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that's what I learned when I uh, learned to perform with Phoenix Rising mm-hmm. as a couple out in California that taught me, and they're amazing. Um, was that uh, fire is life, and when fire was brought to humanity, it. Exactly. It, it, it helped us evolve. It's that whole Promethean <coughs> sense of the gift of fire that trans allowed us to ascend into a more civilized nation. And, and that symbolism is at the heart of water fire. And um, you've always maintained that and captured that in a very beautiful way. And I think the popularity of your work there is a testimony to people's sensitivity to that, that you're communicating them silently but in a very powerful way. Thank yeah. you. Well, yeah, because I think I see people and they're just entranced by you and, it's, and they're so focused on you. And I know that a couple of times, didn't you and Barnaby pull a stunt one year? Oh, we it always pull stunts. a stunt. <laughs> it was, uh, we, we hatch things, that's mm-hmm. true. Um, but well, I've that was the first <laughs> time really, c- I, I mean, that was the first yeah. Uh, the first performance I did really, and right. Barnaby had yeah. this fantastic idea of me jumping into the water, firing, f- following my flames. My my yeah, you didn't my jump, boy. you dove. Dove, yeah, you dive. did this beautiful yeah, arc. So we should set that up. This was the first time you'd lit the wall, mm-hmm. and you uh, you were dropped off on the northern end of the wall in Memorial Park. And you walked down and lit all the fires, one sequentially, one after another, which leaves you at the southern stone pier. And we talked about this union of fire and water and them going together. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, I had this idea of you spinning your fires and then sort of them wrapping around your hands and then you diving after that fire into the water. Sure. And then we got a little theatrical, I have to admit. Well, that you wanted me to, yeah. Well, you wanted me to somehow stay under the water, <laughs> and I love swimming. Yeah. <laughs> so what we did was we had that you Josh swim. Willis from the spot actually tells this story. He's like, "Oh yeah, I had my cell phone out. I was about to dial 911." <laughs> well, so what happened is we had a recovery boat for you under the bridge, and we had a flashlight that you could go to under the dark so you could see, and. Um, 
we we were having you go as far as possible. And did we have? I don't think we had a scuba diver under there. No, you know, it's all you. Yeah. Um, but you knew where you were going. And and we were watching. You had goggles, and it happened beautifully. You lit the fire. You waited for the flame to come up. You did a little bow to the audience, and then entirely unexpectedly, you did this graceful dive and completely disappeared with the flames burning right into the water, mm-hmm. and nobody saw you again. Right. It was it was this perfect moment and I was thinking that was beautiful. And and then I saw the whole <laughs> crowd all fumbling around <laughs> trying to find their cell phones and they were all dialing, you know, boink 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 boink. <laughs> and I realized that everyone was dialing 911. <laughs> Where's Spaga? <laughs> Save Spaga, nine one one. And mm. I, I don't know. They were imagining that the river was too shallow, and you'd oh. broken your neck, and you weren't coming back. And <laughs> suddenly, yeah, great. so so I got on the phone and called you guys because you guys were celebrating in the recovery boat. That, sure. that was great. That was so beautiful. We captured it on film. And I said, wait, wait, wait. I tried to get your attention. I said, you guys have to go out and take a bow. Yes. Because <laughs> everyone's wondering well, that, where that's actually is. a beautiful moment. And yeah. I did edit it when I came yeah. out with, uh, I tried to make a DVD. And, yeah. Well, I did. I made a DVD did, in 2007. Yeah. And, and it has that whole clip in there. Um, but it was wonderful because you're standing right at the end of that bow. And we got that wonderful moment where I came out and I saw you. And I, I did a nice bow to Absolutely. you. And I remember. It was just a wonderful moment. And I remember that DVD that you made because one thing that we haven't mentioned here, I mean, you mentioned it a little bit um, when you said that you started by playing on the stage at Water Fire Mm -hmm. is that not only are you an incredible fire spinner, you are one heck of a musician. And when Barnaby said welcome home, it's because you've been in New Orleans for the last year and a half, two years. Yeah, it's been a little too long, I think. (laughs) Um, I I skipped last summer coming out um, and... uh, uh, you know, I stayed down there and just I've been doing Bourbon Street. You've been um, doing well down there, though. Uh, I mean, uh, very we well. Mention that. You've yeah. Been playing and and uh, my styles have been um, just a lot more um, fluid and, and for music. It's I think I've grown a lot um, and uh, I just become a, a, a bigger artist. And 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 speaking of that, this Friday you were playing at the Spot Underground on uh, uh, Richmond August first. Yeah. What's the number on Richmond Street? One, 101. 101 Richmond Street. Let's yep. get that right. Um, Friday And uh, around 11 o'clock at the Spot Underground. And everyone's welcome to come on down and hear both your uh, Spaga we know, but a new chapter in Spaga. Oh, yes. Yeah. This new New Orleans, new Orleans blues style you've been working on. Yeah. And, I, and I hear that we've got a little bit of music that we can play, actually, as we... Run out of this segment, um, mm-hmm. and we've got it lined up. So, yeah, we'd love to hear. Can you just give us a little setup, very quickly? Yeah, this is a song called "Streets of New Orleans," and I uh, wrote it down in in New Orleans. Enjoy. Oh. 
Well, hello, 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 and welcome back. And here we are uh, with Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island on AM790 Talking Business. And I'm here with Spaga. This is just such a cool tune. My, I can't stop my, my foot tapping. Yeah, it's got a little jazz swing to it. Uh, loving the jazz, you know. And uh, being on Bourbon Street and, and playing every day, it's just I'm using my guitar more as a percussion instrument. I got a great version of... Uh, when the Saints go marching in, where Louis Armstrong comes in with yeah. his, you know. Yeah, it's a great tradition. <laughs> and so, Spaga, again, before the break, um, you were saying that you've got a show coming up this Friday? Yeah, this Friday, uh, August 1st. August 1st. Um, and uh, what's going to be wonderful about it is my oldest brother, Hash's um, best friend, Panhead, he's a one-legged Harley guy, just like Hash was, and Hash passed in 2007. Barnaby, you were big support, there. and Waterfire was a I big was support. Yeah. And, um, and it's funny because uh, him and him panhead have so many similarities uh but panhead plays the banjo so we've been doing a lot of bluegrass together and um we've worked on a a couple of songs um dedicated to my brother and it's just it's just uh i don't know those certain things that just you know give you chills and you know by the end of the song we got tears in our eyes (laughs) so it's going to be a wonderful performance a wonderful show and um it's all about the music really it's always been that way for me yeah i'll be there Thanks, Barnaby. Yeah, I'll be there, too. I'm Yay. looking forward to it. And it's been so nice to even be able to have you back because we've missed you as a fire spinner, but you left us, man. Uh, you, yeah. went, you went away. I, well, <laughs> it's only to come back. A, Rhode I- a true Rhode Islander never leaves for good. There you go. And yeah, you've been such a wonderful addition to Waterfire. Um, you know, guys, we've got some really big things coming up even for the, in the future. We've got okay. uh, August 9th is a huge, the big ballroom, huge fire. 150th anniversary of the Providence Police. The ballroom, and the ballroom's returning after three years. It, yeah. That's a, It's been a long yeah. swing. Yeah. Yeah. Who's yeah. playing in the ballroom? Roger Cerisi. Roger Cerisi. And Tony, Tony Serbo. We've got Providence Swing doing lessons uh, from 7 to 8. This is all the night on August 9th. Come on down. And we, we're going to be singing happy birthday to the Providence Police, 150 years. And then we've got National Grid. They're going to be on site. National Grid, I think yeah. we're going to have 150 candles on a cake, I hope. Uh, Chocolate, I think I requested. <laughs> <laughs> you request. He requested. Yeah, this is how it is. Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we've, so we've got that going on. And as we were talking about earlier, we uh, we love people to come and join the Waterfire family. We have a lot of fun. So if um, you'd like to come down and volunteer, we can use hands all the, all the time. And we really love meeting new people and learning their skills and getting them excited about Providence. It's uh, waterfire.org forward slash volunteer. And I think you'll find a, uh, a warm and embracing family and a lot of fun projects to work on together. Absolutely. Yeah. You and you'd be, you'd be pretty happy to have like a he might make you more sing. volunteers. PK oh, might absolutely. make you sing. Yeah, I'll sing. I'll yeah, sing. Yeah. They'll, okay, they'll, right. they'll learn the waterfire shout out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, again, and, and so we have tasks from everything from like diva wranglers to uh, torch bearers to carrying Spaga's guitar. Don't we have like yeah. three or four people that carry Spaga's guitar? Yes, around? change yeah, my guitar yeah, strings. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> for no reason. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I'm fire dancing on that. Yeah, and exactly. again, Grupo Saison on the Steeple Street? Street stage. Oh, and, and Grupo Saison is great. It, they are just an amazing band. Massive Latin beat, yeah, huh? Absolutely. And then we've got um, the police parade. I'm really looking forward to that. They've got their pipe and drums. So, and their know, horses. And their horses. Mm-hmm. So 
Everyone out there, uh, thank you for listening. PK, thank you for joining thank you, us. Thank you, And, uh, of course, and of course we still have canoes on August 23rd, waterfire.org forward slash clear currents. So thank you all for listening. And Spago, we look forward to seeing you on Friday night, 11 o'clock. Thanks, family. <laughs> <laughs>